Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the DMVR Avalanche podcast. We got Megan, we got Eric, we got Rudo. Uh, the Avs lose to the new, no, not the new, the, the old Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> uh, five to two. In a game that was bad and weird. And that's about the extent of it. Uh, let's hit the 60-second rundown. Uh, the Avs gave up the first two shots of the game, and they got scored on on the first two shots of the game. That was all of the shots that they gave up for the first 16 minutes of the game. And then they gave up two more shots, and they got scored on. And it was 3 to nothing. Then they score the two fastest goals in the history of the franchise. <laughs> Zach Parise gets his first as an Av, and five seconds later, Sam Gerrard dumps one in from the neutral zone to make it a 3-2 hockey game. And you think, all right, that was a crazy weird first period. Maybe we got a hockey game, though. And then the Avs don't play very well for the entire rest of the game, and on the few opportunities where they do create quality, you get a save out of both Antiranta and Peter Kotchikov. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. Uh... Either way, the Avs can't convert on a single another chance through the rest of the game. Carolina eventually converts on a power play to make it 4-2, and the empty netter gets you to 5-2. That's how I feel about this game. Yuck. Uh, Yuck is a good way to put it. There's a lot to talk about here. We're going to talk about Georgiev, but I want to make it clear that the Avs as a team were bad. With that being said, Georgiev gave up four goals on 10 shots. And then he goes on, he makes 12, 15 saves after that. But you put yourself in a four-goal hole, particularly the first shot of the game. How many more nights can we keep talking about this? It's a clear issue with how he as an individual starts the games, but also how the abs of a team as a team starts the games. And... That's a problem for both of those things. But on an individual level, it begs an explanation why Yorgiev struggles at the start of games. You know, why a lot of these wins have come from behind. He could make those saves later in the game when it's warranted and required. So what's going on at the drop of the puck that he's just not dialed in is a concern all by itself. Absolutely agree. Even if the uh, <clears throat> Miko Rantanen wasn't dialed in for any of this game either. But sticking to Georgiev for now. Eric, it, I guess my question is, are, are the Avs just going to go down with the ship if Georgiev never figures it out? 
I mean, he's their guy. I, I don't see, I don't see them changing. Um, trade from Markstrom in Calgary. I, I don't know. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Georgiev's their guy. This is this is how it is. We can talk about it later. Can we, can they surround them better? I think they have to. I think tonight is another example. Like, um, it's just not good enough. I. <laughs> I, you know me in numbers. I don't mind numbers, but I don't want to hear like, oh, it's a high danger chance. I, I get that. You're supposed to make saves on high danger chances, or else you would lose every game ten nothing. I mean, if, I mean, at some point you have to make saves. Um, all year long, he, he, all he needs to be is is just to be good, average. And there's a lot of games uh, that he got the wins. Because they outscored their problem. For right? sure. I mean, I use you guys' line all the time. So, tonight, I mean, <laughs> listen, you're just back from a, 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 an all-star break. You you played a, a decent game against the Rangers. You, you didn't come out on top. Um, more flat against Jersey. And now this is the third game of a six-game road trip. First and foremost, tonight, well-rested. Anybody would tell you this. This is not just the avalanche. Your goalie has to be your best player on a game like tonight. First shot of the game, it's again, it's not it's not even close to a scoring chance. It hits his blocker, hits his glove, goes in like, you know, it just <laughs> they, oh, here we go again. You and you're playing against a team that doesn't give up much, right? We have talked about it before the game. So then all of a sudden, the first scoring chance he gets against yeah, it's a scoring chance. It is. It is. There'll be breakdowns. It's every team in the history of the game will have breakdowns. It has what hockey is. Puck goes in the net. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Like, you know, and it's not the first time he's done that. They've bailed him out and then they go and score like five goals in a period, whatever it is. Tonight it just wasn't in the cards. There's kind of two things here. One, Georgiev had strung a few good games together. He had three good ones leading into the break. The Rangers game played a pretty good game, even if the Avs didn't win. He only gives up one goal in regulation. And then this happens again, and it feels like the third or fourth time where it's this false start of, A, is Georgiev finally figuring it out? And then 90 seconds into this game, your head's rolling back, and you're going, here we go. It's We know what's coming next, and unfortunately that is what happened with Georgiev. Uh, the other side of it is, Yes, Abs absolutely gave up some high-danger chances. I think we're probably going to talk about a number of players that really struggled tonight. But the NHL average for high-danger save percentage is right around 800. Georgiev had... I know the end of the night he ended up with an 800-something, whatever. But through the first period and a half, he had four goals against on 10 shots. He had a 600 save percentage when this game was close. At a certain point, you just need to say, I don't We've talked about this a million times, so I don't want to go too deep into it again. But uh, let me frame it this way because we can have a little bit of a different conversation. What can the Avs do better to set up Georgiev for success? This doesn't really answer that question. It makes it more concerning, actually. But Jared Bendar, if we do want to look at the numbers for a second yeah, has said that the high danger chances allowed in a game that 
not necessarily they'd view as success, but it's kind of like this is the benchmark and you have to keep it below this number is between 12 to 13, you know, going as high as 15. Sure, sure. Four goals against through the second period on five high danger opportunities. The yeah, abs yeah. keep it to five high danger chances <laughs> through two periods. That's pretty good defense on the whole. There's nine in the third period. So then the overall number and for this game, you're like, okay, that's borderline to where Bednar would say, we got to keep it better. below that. But through two periods, they the were fine. did yeah. keep it below that, and the saves just weren't there. And so just going off of Jared Bednar's frame of reference there, defensively, there are breakdowns. I'm yep. not going to pretend totally. like I really don't love the way the first goal against oh. happens and then a failed clear on that third Neches goal. Yep. Um, Another offensive zone penalty, which I'm sure we'll talk about on we'll the talk second Netsch's goal. Yeah. <laughs> there are things the Avs could have done to help Georgiev more, yep. but it also wasn't a total failure defensively, sure. at least especially through two periods. I hate some of the things that they still did, which we'll talk about, but some of that also just falls on Georgiev. Yep. Agree. I agree. You've talked about it before. How do the Avs skaters keep a confident mindset? When you, because we see it all the time, where you if you don't trust the guy in net, you start trying to do too much defensively. How do you avoid falling into that? We, we said it last month. They they average five goals for a game, right? Yep. It's not sustainable. You're not gonna do that. It's impossible. So with that said, you're right. And and, and there's 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 times there's sequences in a season you don't feel it as much. The Avs are in one of those. We'll talk about that after offensively. Like oh, there's yeah. nothing there right now. Uh, since the break, right? Um, but as a player, you sitting on the bench and <laughs> that first goal, like, listen, I mean, it just can't happen. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just can't happen. So now you're like, oh, man. And then I want to hear people say, like, oh, my God, you got to be able to overcome that. No, no, I get that. I, I You got to be able to overcome that. But it's always like this. It's always like this. I don't want to hear, yeah, but look, Georgiev, he was showing. And I'm a fan of Georgiev's. Everyone knows that. I called him at the start of the year, top five goalie in the league. He just hasn't been that way right now. I don't know if it's a funk or if that's what he is. I don't know anymore. But what I'm trying to say is, oh, yeah, he got better the right before the break. He had a couple of good games. My Lord, Connor Hellebach <laughs> had freaking 30 games on their, like, two goals or three goals a game. Like, stop. He got four Stop. dropped on him tonight. And trust me, you know what? <laughs> Go watch a game. Connor Hollaback, he does have high danger chances. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't want to hear like, oh my God, they're like, the Avalanche are one of the best teams in the league. They control the game all the time, the games. They'll make mistakes. And guess what? Watch the game Saturday. They will make mistakes. Of course. It's, a, it's unbelievable. So let's, get, the... let's get mad now. They'll make mistakes. And it's every game. But it's the game. It's the team that makes the least amount of mistakes. Usually, comes out on top, and then the goalie that makes the most saves. And then you know, it's all about it's all it's all everything. But if you look at the game tonight, when you've given up four goals on freaking two scoring chances, forget about <laughs> what the rest of what they are. It's a tough way to win a game. You can't win it. It's impossible. And I'm not a goalie killer, but you look at just that in the first period. Forget about the rest of the game with the chances and everything. Game's already out of reach. It already is. And then you can't get in a hole like that all the time. It, it will bite you. It's it's pretty easy tonight, I think, to look across to the other end of the ice. Because you even have a Kochkov goal where he gives up an absolute muffin from the neutral zone. 
What a cool moment for us. <laughs> it was it was something. But then, and it ends up being a mix of Ranta and Kochkov through the rest of the game. But they make the saves they need to make. They sure the, did. Carolina's defense makes plenty of mistakes through the rest of this game. But you get a quality save here. You get a quality save there. And that's the difference between scoring four and scoring two some nights. It, it's tough. I, At least from Georgiev's side of it, I want to move on because we've talked about this a million times. What I do want to touch on here, Kochkov gives up that goal. Rod Brindamore has no problem starting <laughs> the second period with Ranta and that. Does Bednar feel handcuffed a little bit right now? He leaves Georgiev in after a tough first period. It, it, does he just feel like it, Georgiev is their best chance to win, even when he's not having a good night? Even after the Jersey game, I, I think it's emphasized that Eustace wouldn't have been going in cold. Eustace sure. might not have given them a much better chance at that point. Totally fair. And, and that's where I think you're right. I do think Bednar then feels handcuffed to his goaltending situation as it is right now. There isn't really a better option, I think, in his eyes. And I'd probably feel similarly if I was him. I think it's fair. I mean... Did I like what Brenda Moore did? Yes, I did. I do. I, I like it. Now, on the flip side of things, do I like it when their goalies fight through adversity, fight through their problems? Yeah, I do. You know what I mean? Now, on a circumstance like tonight, I, I think uh, we're getting to know Georgiev. Now it's two years that he's here. Like He came out of his net. He went behind the net. Like, you know, a couple times he fumbled the puck. Uh, uh, listen, he, he wasn't into it. You know what I mean? So I, 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 for me, I would have yanked him. Um, now, do I blame Bednar for not yanking it? No, because like I said, I like it too on the other side of things. Let the goalie fight, you know. But there's your answer. Bednar does not trust Anunen or Prosper. He doesn't trust what he has after uh, Young Georgiev. And, and that's your answer tonight. He, he, he doesn't trust it. And again, we'll be talking about this here coming up. And there's a trade deadline and everything. Yep. They, de- they, they need to go surround them better. Georgiev's the guy. He's going to be the guy. But they have to surround them better. And, and and I think for the coaching staff and and for everybody involved, they, they have to give him a little bit of help right now. First of all, he he's going to have to do the job too, you know, because it's you can't just point fingers. I'm talking about the goalie. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, think, I think on a night like tonight, it's the first <laughs> shot of the game. Um, <laughs> On a night like tonight, I think that's your answer. You know what I mean? Because sure. I, I think a goalie, eight coaches out of ten would probably would have pulled them. I would have pulled them. Yep. And I'm not easy on the trigger. I'm not being a goalie <laughs> dad. I'm not. You know, I believe in go fight for. I would have yanked them. Uh, so it, I think it gives you your answer. You know what I mean? I don't think he trusts what's behind them. Fair enough. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on in this first period, abs power play. They go for first six tonight. We talked about it after the other night. I get it. Power plays have ups and downs. I can live with that. What I struggle with tonight, three of those six power plays end in the Avs taking a penalty of their own. In the offensive zone or at the offensive blue line at the very least. Is it? How did the Avs end up here in this game? Were they just not ready to play tonight? Is it just a lack of discipline? Was it called a weird game? I I struggle to explain it, but certainly canceling out three of your own power plays is not good enough, right? 
I mean, it's a no-no. I, I tell Tiff all the time, my no-nos. An offensive zone penalty is a no-no. I think they had three tonight. I think they had six in the last three games. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it has. To, I mean, you, you can't win games that way. Yeah. That's how you sabotage games, you know, and then that was a big part of it tonight. I mean, you talked on the power play. I'll jump on more about the power play. Like, yeah, they're yeah. 0 for 12 since they came back, and they have 12 shots. Yeah, part of it is because you are dumb dumb and you go and <laughs> neglect uh, you know like uh, renege the power play right you know by by taking a penalty yep but also you're being stubborn and and carolina's got a good pk and you're trying to saucer passes through the you know the seams and they're not there so your power play stunk the last three games there's a big reason why a like nathan mckinnon's got one point in three games two games without a point um you're not on the on the W side of things. You know, you haven't won the special teams battle. So, yeah, it's very simple. Power plays are very simple. If there's five of you, there's four of them. I, I didn't go to school very long, but <laughs> it makes you at an advantage. So if you work harder than the four of them, usually you'll have the puck and you'll be able to make plays. So effort hasn't been there. There's some guys like, you know, high-end guys, lower-end guys that, since the, the break has been back, they're still on the beaches of wherever they were. Hey, it's the National Hockey League. You you got to put the working boots on. You, you got to get to work. And if you look at the body of work as a whole, like starting with the power play and starting with some higher end guys, if you look at those three games, it's not acceptable. It's not good enough. It's not good enough to win in this league. And they're going to have to get back into it. They're going to have to get back to the mentality of we're here to win. And we're not here to be on the beaches because the beaches is over. It was great. It's awesome. Like I say all the time, it's great to get a break. Awesome. But now it's time to get back to work and it's time to have some results. And you're in a results-driven business. And when the results are not there, there's a reason. So if you do a little bit of digging right now, it starts with your effort. The effort's not good enough. Oh, my God. It's 4-2. It's 4-2 in basketball. Uh, Megan, let me ask you this because I think it was the offensive zone penalties during power plays. Two were Jonathan Druin, and I think one was Rijo, if I remember correctly. One was Rijo, and then the Devon Taves, I think it was. It wasn't while they were on a power play, but it was an offensive zone, yeah. A goal against. So you have, kind of still focusing on the power play side of it, you have. Drew and Rijo, those guys taking these bad penalties. Obviously, that's bad. But how much of this poor power play falls on those auxiliary guys, and how much of it falls on the McKinnons, the Mikos, the Kales for not producing effectively? It's definitely both. And and the way that it's weighted is that is separately bad because it takes away their man advantage, those offensive zone penalties. But they weren't doing very much with it otherwise, even when they had the man advantage. They struggled to establish the zone, even make the entry whatsoever. And then while inside, the creation just wasn't there. I do think that special teams can sometimes give a glimpse to the current state of the team. And both power play and penalty kills struggle tonight. And some of it is, I think, Carolina's structure, the way that they defend generally is very aggressive and the Avs didn't have an answer for that. I think some of that is losing auxiliary players on the power play. That's just fewer options then. But also the top guys are just not operating at the level that we're used to seeing them. It's Rantanen. I can't help but wonder, like, 
when he went down in the Rangers game with yeah. Miller and that hit, did he get banged yeah, up? Maybe. Or is it apathy? Because it looks like apathy. Yeah. And so I would actually be more encouraged if I knew that he was playing a little bit banged up. Nathan McKinnon just feels like he's fighting through something as well because through six power play chances, they only get three shots on net. Yeah. That's just unacceptable from the top players, yeah. whether they have guys like Duran or Johansson going off and it's four-on-four hockey, those are still players that were very recently described, especially like as a five-man unit, as on another level. Yep. And so even in a four-on-four situation, they should be able to get a little bit more through. And I'm giving credit to Carolina for how they defended. It was very aggressive and it was hard then. They were kept to the perimeter a lot as well. But yep. even still, you expect more from the top guys through these last couple games, too. That's where the criticism isn't isolated to just this game. Agree. And I, I do want to hone in on Miko a little bit, but before we do that, make sure you head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, I know it might not be everyone's favorite nickname, but maybe you should take the over when Forgiev's in net. Just throwing it out there. All right, it could be a good bet. That's all. You can do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. When you sign up with a DNVR code today, you want to get in on their super offer for Super Bowl 58. If you bet five bucks on the big game, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. So get with DraftKings, use that DNVR code, get a little five bucks down on the Super Bowl, and then go bet on whatever it is your heart desires, whether that's the abs or anything else under the sun. You can do it with DraftKings. Uh, jump on it. Download their sportsbook app now. Use that DNVR code. Uh, of course, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Play, please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino in Kansas. Uh, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. ctkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And then... If you want to be responsible with your winnings from DraftKings, take them over and put them into a College Invest account. You can sign up right now today with College Invest. Uh, it's super awesome, obviously. Like, if you have someone you want to send to college, whether it's your kid or, or someone you know or whatever it might be, a College Invest account is a great way to do it, especially because it gives you a bunch of tax breaks when it comes to Colorado uh, tax law. I don't actually know the tax law, but I know it gives you a bunch of tax breaks. So. Go check it out. Go get yourself a College Invest account. Today, you can head on over to collegeinvest.org to get one opened and all set up. You can even use a College Invest account savings for a trade school or apprenticeship, so it doesn't have to be the natural college university route. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I'm going to make Ismo Lekkanen proud, I think, today. And I understand that Miko Rantanen is a great hockey player and will continue to be great, probably next game or at very least very near future. But uh, what the fuck was that from Miko Rantanen? I he just I'm sure it looks worse than it actually is. But one, he couldn't do anything right tonight. And two, by the midway point of this game, he looked completely disinterested in whatever was left in this hockey game. Well, I mean, it's worse with Miko because, you know, look at his nickname, the Moose, right? So yeah. when you're a bigger presence, 
you, you pop on the screen, right? And, and when you're not going, he doesn't look like. I agree with your comment. I, you know, I my favorite winger in the in the NHL, and it's not good enough. He's one of the guys I'm talking about here. Last three games as a whole, you have a big presence on the top line. You have a big presence on the power play. You are you are one of the best players in the National Hockey League. You, you scored 55 goals last year. You, you, I said he's going to score 50 again, and I still think he, he will. He still might. <laughs> he will. He's going to get on the tear. But right now, he has to get going. He has to, you know, put the working boots on, strap them on, and go friggin' work. You know what I mean? And that's the easiest way to to get out of a little bit of a funk like this is to make sure that you work harder than the guy next to you. I don't think that was the case tonight uh, for him. And, and, and it makes it look worse because he's such a big body and a big presence. So when you look at it, you're like, oh, wow, it really pops at you. You know what I mean? And, and the problem is I, I love the way Megan put it because McKinnon wasn't very good tonight either, but you could see he was fighting it. He was right. trying it. And with yeah. Miko, it just felt like he just decided he didn't have it tonight. No, it's the difference now. It's the second game back from the break where he's registered just one single shot on net. That's yep. just unacceptable in 27 minutes ice time from one of your top players. Yep. There has to be more try. And even in the attempts blocked or missed, there's just one. That's just not enough. Yeah. And at least with McKinnon, you see the shot volume <laughs> is there. Even though the quality, you're like, all right, that just didn't really stand a chance. You at least see the try. Yep. I thought there was try in Miko's game last game. It was complicated, but it was an improvement from what I had seen in the New York and game. And then it regressed. And yeah. now it regressed. Yeah. And so it does feel like coming out of this break, I don't. That's why I'm looking at the New York game. Like, are you banged up? Is I don't know what it is, but there's something going on with Miko <laughs> right now. And if it is something related to apathy, he needs to find his motivation. And this is where you give. Ismo Lekkinen credit. Like, I don't know if <laughs> we just need right, time, one article to come out and finish media or what, but the moose needs to wake up. Yeah, we need a not hibernating moose. I don't think well, moose hibernate. I always, well, it's 6 4 now. I, <laughs> sarcasm. I always go back to food, right? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, so, so like Miko, like, I'm using Miko, not just him, but the rest of the power play, for example, like, you're not in the groove right now. You were in the groove. You were winning games. Your power play was clicking. It wasn't very good, but it was scoring goals. Then the break happened. Since then, everything's gone south a little bit. Now you're still trying to make, like, homemade sushi at home, and you know what I mean, which is not easy to do, right? You know what I mean? 8-6 now. <laughs> um, but now, just get back to meat and potatoes. Yep. Meat and potatoes. Bring the puck up. Shoot it on net. Go look for the rebound. It's that simple. Stop with the seam passes. Stop with trying to reinvent the sushi roll that you haven't really tried before. Meat and potatoes. Bring it up. Shoot the puck. Hunt the puck. Get the rebound. Put it in the net. It's that simple. But so they got to get back to a hardworking mentality. And, and I know some of the power plays were cut short, for example, because of taking the penalties you know, and reneging the power plays. But 12 shots, the Colorado Avalanche, and 12 power plays, that's just not enough. It, a shooting power play is a, good, is a producing power play. Shoot the puck. But and look for all of the the troubles we've pointed Georgiev's way. We talked about this in the pregame. The reality of the Colorado Avalanche without a Val Nichushkin, with the holes at two C in their lineup. If you're not getting the production from Nico McKinnon and Makar. It's really hard for this team to win without that. It's just not something that they're going to be able to do consistently with the guys that they're missing. <laughs> no, and I think 
it's a topic of conversation chat's definitely eager to talk about is the play of Makar and Taves sure. contributing to this. You know, they're among the top guys that have yeah. struggled in different ways. Like, in the last game, the Jersey game, besides how Taves defended on the two-on-one, I actually thought he had a good game. Yeah, same. Makar struggled, though, Agreed. in that game specifically, and Makar struggled again tonight. Um, you see the try, though, from both these players, so yep. they kind of exist in a different conversation. But it does seem like for Makar in particular, he's really struggling right now oh, yeah. more than you're used to seeing because he's usually a lot more responsible. And there have been mistakes that you're just not used to seeing him make. It, it's been a tough year for Makar, too. And you, you saw it tonight. He gets tripped up and right. he's whatever's going on with Hurts. his leg there. Yeah. Is, the next two shifts, we were all watching him and going, yeah, something don't look quite right there. But he's battling through it. I'll give him credit for that. But Absolutely. He didn't pull an anti-Ranta. <laughs> did leave this game after one period of play. So I don't know. But there being a reason for it doesn't make it good enough. You still are going to need better there. Yeah. Well, I mean... To get back to that question, too, like I heard Ben Nard talk today. I, I, I want to say with our friends at Altitude Radio, I believe. Um, he was describing what's he looking f- from his team coming back from the break, right? You know what I mean? Like, what's you looking for? He said, and I'm going to sound very basic here, but it is very basic. Hockey is basic. It, it, it's com- Hey, it's not easy. But it it, 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 it's, it can be complicated. <laughs> but, you know, if that makes sense, what I'm trying yeah, to say. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, the more you complicate it, the more it's tough to freaking play. So he said three things that he's looking for. A, he goes, we need to get saves. So just, just use the game tonight. Use his three rules. They didn't get saves. I don't want to hear that he got saves in the third period. The game was out of reach by then. Like, um, you got to be able to defend. And defend with pride, and defend the way they've won the championship. And, it starts with their top guys. And, and make no mistake, on three of the four goals against, with a goalie in that tonight, the defense was poor. No, 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 no. It was poor. And then on top of it, rule number one: he didn't do the job, which he didn't get the save. Right. Yeah. So, defend, defend with pride, defend with like some character, some 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 pride as a team. You know what I mean? And it starts with your top guys: Kel McCart, Taze. They're two of the best in the league, and yeah, not good enough, you know? So just do that right there. And then three, get some offense. Very simple. They have some of the best players in the league. And, and, and well, if McKinnon doesn't score, look, well, that's, first of all, that's any team in the, in the NHL. If your top guys ain't going, you're not winning games, okay? So at the end of the day, if you look at it, they got a nothing burger shot from the center ice from Sam Girard tonight. <laughs> And then they get a nice play you know, from whatever, O'Connor to Parisi, whatever. Great, awesome. It's basically, they scored one goal. Let's not kid ourselves with the second goal. It's, it doesn't exist. Like, come on, that is as, as, as a gift as you'll get in probably the next 10 years for the Avalanche. You won't <laughs> see another gift like this. So they scored one. In New York, they scored one. McKinnon, a nice individual play, right? And then the second game, you know, Kale gets one and Sammy gets one. And we talked about it. Was it Miko in the first Miko, yeah, early in the yeah. game? Yeah. So you just do the math post-break. They're, they're not scoring goals. Like, there's no 
Uh, you know, the, the, the secondary scoring's gone dry too, like they were scoring five goals a game before. So right now, if you go back to what Bednar was saying, you know, the, the, the getting saves, that, 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 hurt, that wasn't there. The defending, it's not there. And then getting some offense, like at opportunistic times, hasn't been there. So no crapper that they're 0-3. I mean, call it an overtime's a loss, right? So three losses in a row on this road trip. Very simple, very simply put, that's what it is. Eric unveiling the mysteries of the universe. All this time we spend thinking about hockey. Just have a good goalie, play good defense and score. And you win. No, no, but <laughs> it's that, not that complicated. What did I say right before I said it? It's freaking Jared Bednar. For me, one of the best coaches no, in the no, National Hockey League, and then just going through the, the, the. What do you expect from your team? And he, he is laughing, and he's like, "Well, this is what I expect. You get those things going, you'll win games. If you're the Avalanche, the way they're built." Uh, I do want to talk about some of the positives here. Parise scoring his first goal as an Av. It's been a, a three-game stretch now. You know, he did kind of blow an assignment on, was it the second goal, I think, was on Parise. But through three games, we still feel good about the fit? Yeah. No, I, I think that we've seen players, I feel bad singling out Tatar, but the amount of time work, yeah. he spent as an app before he found his first goal, and the opportunity that Tatar was given was pretty mixed, and I would say it's pretty similar for what Parise is getting Agreed, right now 100%. in terms of the talent around him. And I think it's right where he needs to be as well. But I liked the heart from Gerard uh, to make this play happen in the first place. And yep. then it's a beautiful passing sequence from O'Connor to Parise. But that's exactly the type of goal he has scored in yep. the last two seasons. You know, it is putting himself in those opportunities at the crease to bang pucks home. And it's how he got 20 last year. So it's refreshing to see that he still has that element in his game. And it would have been part of a, a formula for success had there been other scoring tonight. Yeah. Yep. You know, that would be exactly the kind of secondary scoring you point to and say you just need a couple goals from the top guys in that Paris angle, and then you're good. Yep. And it just was, you know, it just wasn't it enough. It was everything else that wasn't but, there. <laughs> but you, you love to see it. One, from Gerard, yep. in how that play gets yeah. started, and just the overall game that Gerard has. I, I think, too, it's fair to say that, generally speaking, since Gerard has been back, the D has been better, more balanced, and this was one of his better games yet. Just struggles in other areas made it kind of overshadowed that. I, to me, Gerard was the Avs' best player in this game by pretty good margin. Uh, you guys agree? I was just going to say, I only had eyes for Sammy. I'm being honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was I was excellent. absolutely in love with his game. There's a reason this game, it treats you, if you treat it right, it just, I mean, there's a reason he was given that goal there. I mean, are you kidding me? That is his a gift as you're going to get, but there's a reason Sammy got it. He was awesome. Besides Natchez, whatever you say his name, that you know, they got the hat trick. He's he's, he's the you know second best player on the ice tonight for, for, for both teams. He was outstanding. He was awesome. Um, every shift, you saw something. Did he lose the puck a couple times? Absolutely. But you know what? He's trying things. He's yeah. moving. There's a couple guys on the back end there. They need to get going, get their engine going a little bit, and you know maybe take a little page out of Sammy's book right now. I'd, it's it is interesting. I think we've always liked Sam on the pod. Like to be clear about that. But I think the public perception, a lot of people have started to realize how important Sam Gerrard is to the Colorado Avalanche and the way that they play hockey, and. 
obviously it was on display tonight, and sure, he gets lucky on the goalie scores, whatever. But the Avs defense needs guys like G because some nights Kale's going to struggle. Some nights Devontae isn't going to play his best. Now, obviously, the Avs had maybe a few too many guys who didn't play their best tonight, but guys like Gerard help you keep that level high in, in all scenarios. So I, I do want to give a ton of credit there for, for a night where it felt like a lot of the Avs didn't have it. Gerard was pushing through, and, and, and even if it was lucky, gave them a chance to be in this hockey game and, and make something of it, even if they failed to do so. Uh, on that note, we are brought to you by the folks over at a place that I am somewhere. Yeah, we're we're brought to you by somewhere. That oh, it's a, it's always it's always uh, funny when the read that I'm forgetting is just us. Uh, DNVR. We have a ton of events coming up, including uh, an avalanche takeover at the end of March is coming. There still are a few tickets available, which you can get over on our website at ddnvr.com if you want to come have a good time at Ball Arena. They did win pretty handily at our last takeover against L.A. right before the All-Star break. So, uh, you know, we could be good luck sometimes. It does happen. LOC tends to score a lot when we go. <laughs> so if you're a fan of the Loch Ness Monster, get in on it with DNVR. Uh, we, of course, always have the games on here at the bar. We do tons of uh, watch parties and things like that, too. If you keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter, uh, you can follow us specifically at DNVR Avalanche or everybody over at DNVR Sports. Uh, give us a follow. Come uh, have a good time with our events that we do all the time. Uh, and then... We're brought to you by the amazing folks over at Empire Today. If you're looking for new flooring, Empire Today is the way to get in with it. They have a bunch of amazing tools, including their online floor uh, applicator, which you can take measurements of your room. You plug them in, and then you can project different floors down in that room space. So you don't even have to go into the store to see what it might look like to get a certain flooring in your house or whatever room it is you might be doing to uh, get refloored. They have professional installers. They do a fantastic work all over the place. And uh, they I, I really can't recommend these guys enough if you're looking for new flooring. The part where everybody gets mad at me in this read is I think you should get carpet. I'm a carpet person. I love carpet. It feels so comfortable, especially when you get a fresh new one. I just walk around on my carpet all day. It's the best. If you're getting hardwood, they can do that too, of course. They can do whatever type of flooring you're looking for over at Empire today. So schedule a free in-home estimate. And if you get with the code DNVR, you get $350 off when you decide to get in with them. Go to empiretoday.com slash DNVR today for details and get that $350 off. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't, it was it was a weird game, right? You have some not great goals to start it on the first shot. Georgiev struggles early. The Avs get one good goal, one nonsense goal. Uh, there's a couple things I want to ask. Let me start with this. Do you think Gerard and Prize will remember or care at all that they are now in the Avs history books? No. No? No. Okay. Nobody cares about the two fastest goals in franchise history. Gerard might remember how this goal was scored, <laughs> but I, I don't think it carries much significance. Okay. No. All right. 
had to bring it up. It is a, it's just going to be a weird trivia fact for the rest of our lives now. I love that it went from seven to five seconds. <laughs> they tried, dropped it down even more. Yeah, five-second gold. It's made up. Time is a construct, chat. You just, if you try hard enough, you can time travel. Believe me. Uh, third period felt like the Avs just kind of didn't have it. I, I, I don't really know how to put it. Eric, I'm guessing you're going to go with uh, it's three and four and they were just gassed. It's a combo of everything. It's three and four. It's the it's getting out of uh, rhythm from the break. Sure. Um, you know, I'm not gonna point fingers. I wasn't there. I have no idea what the guys did on their break. If they were in Cabo or wherever they were, um, but you do get out of sync a little bit. You do because you come back in one practice. You fly to New York. <laughs> you know, you you play. You play three and four. You get out of sync. Your power plays out of sync. Your goaltending. I mean, poor tonight. Last game. I understand, you know, from Ben Nard, the people said, oh, Eustace was fine. I still gave up four. I mean, I'm just saying, like, zero or one is good. Yeah, I mean, or great. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's, it was, so it's average or below. And, you know, and then the first game, it was a little bit of a, what do you call that all the time when it's all over the place? You say it's a little Squirrely. Bit, yeah, squirrely. It was a little squirrely. And then uh, the Rangers took advantage of, of uh, of that play in overtime and won the game, and then Georgiev was really good that game. So, I mean, I think it's now you put the working boots on, the hard hats on, and you know, yeah, won't be easy Saturday against Florida. So this is not an it easy doesn't game. Doesn't get any easier. So for now sure. you're 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 you're, you're uh, bagels after three games. You got three more games. So now you're one, two and one. I mean, you win the next three, you make it a three, two, and one. You win, you know. Again, you lose one of those three, it's it's a below 500 road trip. So you're in a tough spot, you know, if you want, because you break things down in the season always, right? So we all know they're 0 and 2 right now. Their next 10 game segment. So that's a tough start. Um, they got two in 10. Their last game losses. Now they're they're 0 for 2 after two games. So. Yep. You want to have the same segment, you got to go undefeated the next eight. You know, can they do it? Absolutely. But I'm saying, in order to do it, I was just, just reading Kale McCarr's quote, like, because we don't, you know, we don't really hear the pressers or, yeah. you know, obviously we're live at the same time, but Kale McCarr's like, hey, we got to be better as a unit of five. You know, it's a little bit like the zipper is not zipped. You know what I mean? You're all over the place. So I, I think he's right. Uh, but, but I think it comes down to having that winning. Uh, attitude and, and wanting to be a championship team. It starts with championship habits, which results in being there at the dance, ready to roar. So in order to do that, they got to get back to what they've done for the most part this year, which is having championship habits. Did I see that the last three games? No. Uh, is it alarming? It's starting to be. Because uh, whenever you lose three in a row, then you're like, uh, it's enough now. I mean, you have to, because guess what? You're losing in a one in a four out of seven series. You're, you're done. done. Yeah. So it, it doesn't start in playoffs. It's 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 an attitude you have all year long, all summer long when you're working out. So yeah, if you're gonna ask me, is this a a must-win game last game? Well, yeah. I'm losing three nothing right now in the series. My back's against the wall. I lose against Florida. I'm going to play golf. I don't want to play golf. I want to play and I want to win the championship. You see the challenges of the third period for the Evs, and it emphasizes why the way that they started this game 
was to their detriment. Yep. And it does feel like this is not the first time this theme has cropped up for the Avs, that even though it's impressive that they can come from behind the way that they do, it makes things difficult for them. And that's why I don't think they could overcome the challenges in the third period and why it's especially important then to look at how they start in Florida because there aren't easy matchups in today's NHL. And I think that I've seen the chat mention Bowen Byram, but he's somebody that had a very challenging night and went from being trusted with second line top pair matchups to third pair, fourth line matchups in limited ice time. And it's because he struggled with those matchups tonight and he just hasn't even in the games coming from the break which to his credit he has also come back from injury um it just it's not he hasn't found his footing and he doesn't look confident right now in himself um and i'm not pinning how the f started this game on byram for a second no it's just a deeper issue beyond mckinnon obviously isn't firing on all cylinders. Makar is struggling a little bit too, but there are other players who also seem to be going through something. And I think that's why it feels kind of bad right now is they're not operating at 100%. Not even close. Not even close to it. And it's why I think that they're better than what we've seen. And I can even expect to see it on Florida or against Florida. Same. But players like Byram in particular still do need to figure it out. You need more Sams, less bows, based on tonight's game. Uh, well, I'm just going to add a comment to that. And, and then when you're in the locker room, there's always five minutes before the media gets there, right? Have a, a little real chat. T- a real team, like yeah. a real championship team, is not a word. Is not afraid to call each other out usually in those situations. And and don't kid yourself, somebody some somebody said something tonight for sure, and not necessarily like going at one individual, but sure. more like, hey, guys, there's 20 guys dressed tonight. We had a way too many passengers tonight. And that's a word that really hurts when you hear that because it's a tough league. It's the best league in the world. If you're a passenger in a, in a game in the NHL, that means you don't respect a game. And, and when you have five, six, seven, eight, nine passengers, I would say that's the amount tonight. You're not going to win, especially not against a a team that's 15-6-4 at home, yep. like the Carolina Hurricanes. And, you know, yeah, you scored a goal from the red line. Other than that, like, you basically scored one goal. You're not going to win. You're not going to win a lot of games. And that is just not acceptable to have passengers. And when you're going down the stretch like this right now, we always talk about the switch, you can't have games where you're questioning, like, did we have too many passengers? Hey, that three, four guys have a tough night. Shit happens. But the one thing you can control as a hockey player, refereeing, bad goals, like, you know, Carol, think of the guy for the Carolina Hurricanes that's on the ice tonight and the shot goes from the red like line. Gets and like, gets a minus one for that. Like, yeah, like, really? <laughs> like, my numbers are going to be screwed now, like, a little bit, you know? At the end of the day, the one thing you can control, it's not even your ice time, because that will, that will come with what I'm about to say. Is, and I sound like a stupid guy tonight with the simplicity of everything, but <laughs> it's how hard you work. Yeah. That is it. Bone Byron, you're having a hard game or having a rough patch, then you know what? Be the hardest working guy at practice tomorrow. Be the hardest working guy when the puck drops. Things will change. And when you just go and you're a passenger and things don't change. That's very simple. Uh, Bo was your favorite number tonight, by the way. Four? Dash two. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dash two. <laughs> 
Had a few of those. Uh, any final thoughts on the game from you two? That's a that's a maybe face from Megan I'm right there. I'm just thinking. Well, I didn't love that they split up the chaos line. Yeah, it felt like a weird choice. And oh yeah, sorry. it felt like there was such a stark difference between how Carolina looked. They were playing so much more cohesively and within their structure than the Avs. And yeah. I think that losing some of the consistency that at minimum that line brought yeah. harmed the Avs a little bit tonight. And I'm not like blaming Jared Bednar no, for you, making you, that decision. I couldn't decision. hear you because it's so loud. You said who split? The, the chaos line. The chaos oh, line. perfect. I didn't like that decision for tonight. I love Jared Bednar, and I think he's a very smart man, but I think it hurt their consistency as a team. And and, and we've seen the Evs, particularly their defensive structure, get pretty messy at times over the last couple of games. So I do think that is a really good point. With that being said, Ross Colton is this far away from having a two-goal game if he can finish a little bit better. No, but I, I agree. We said it before the game. For me, keep the chaos line together. Don't touch them. No, you want to split Miko and uh, not Miko. Don't split Miko and, and Mag. You want to put Lecky that got no problem. Then don't touch the other three and then mix and match the blender on the other guys. I got no issues. But I think there was a little bit tonight uh, missing a little bit of jam, you know, that, that they usually get it, you know, yeah, from those three. You're going to say, oh, yeah, but Parisi scored on the, you know, that was at the end of a power play, if I remember, you know, I'm thinking. Uh, just but expired. Still, it just no, it was not a four on four, yeah. It was a four, I yeah, don't remember yeah, what it yeah. was, but it wasn't a normal, regular line. Yep. So I think don't touch those three, don't touch those two. The rest, I don't care what you do. <laughs> Whatever out. works, go find something. Uh, and, and for what it's worth, the Evs did hit two posts tonight, too, so. Oh, yeah. It, you're maybe a couple inches away from us saying, you know, they didn't really play very well, but they figured it out. Unfortunately, it went the other way. If you're looking for a silver linings, the F struggles are not something unique right now. The Winnipeg Jets have lost their last five games in a row, only one of those in overtime. Across that stretch, the Jets have scored just four goals. So everyone goes through it. On one hand, it feels like the Avs are missing an opportunity to gain ground on a team like the Jets. On the other hand, they're not losing any ground with these losses either. So, Man, Edmonton won 16 games in a row. Oh. I think they lost two points. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. something ridiculous like they're that. They're 13, 13 points behind Vancouver right that, now. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So, you know what? Everyone goes through it. The Avs are in a little bit of a funk. They had a little bit of a funk, if we remember the third segment there. Yeah. This is very similar to it right now. Uh, they'll get out of it. They'll get out of it because they're championship-minded. And, you know, they, they have the minds of... Uh, of champions because they are and they you know they won 24 months whatever it was uh, 24 months ago so i'm not worried about it but there's a couple things they got to switch and tonight they get on the flight not sure i'm assuming again i'm not a pilot yeah. but <laughs> getting to florida and tomorrow it's like hey what can i do better I, I look in the mirror and i stop like pointing fingers what can i do better you know to, to help my team win and if you guys uh, if the abs show up Saturday, which is uh, 4 o'clock here in Denver, yeah, it's a weird 6 o'clock in the East, um, then there's a big chance that they'll have a, a, a win. But they better be on top of their game. Florida Panthers, it's not an easy two points. No, not at all. At all. Uh, all right, we do have a couple of Super Chats here. Uh, one from Melanie who says, uh, a little bit of a strange game. Hopefully they can put it together. Uh, nice goal by Sammy G onward. It, who, was it Brad Stewart? Was he the last one to score from center ice from the Avs? I forget. I know Stewart did it back in, that must have been, what, 14, 15, something like that. 
I can't remember if there's been one in between since then. There probably has. I probably just. I did it in '97, just so you know. All right. Well, that was a. On Dominic Hass. That was a lifetime ago. So. I was going to the bench like this. I fake dumped it and I put it right in the corner from red line. Yeah. High skill goal right there. No, but he was coming out of the net thinking I was yeah, dumping it on yeah, around. Yeah. So it was an empty net. Uh, I would never be able to do that at any level. So take the ones you can get. And then $20 from Drew, who says, boys look like they're a beer league team still hungover from the <laughs> night before, but just need to keep remembering better. Uh, yeah. Keep remembering better to play like this now than in May and June. Love you guys, and thanks for the hard work, as always. I'm not sure if I can read anymore, but thank you, Drew. But we I appreciate agree. that. I agree. There's parts of tonight that look like a beer league game. you you got to bring your heart rate up a little more. The best league on earth. It's... It's. I agree. I, I think the heart rate has to go up, but I think I really agree with what Megan said earlier where, yes, great, the Avs have proven they can come back and they're comfortable in playing games like this, but you can't keep getting away with it. No. <laughs> this league is too hard to go in a two-goal hole every single night and expect to win. Hey, you do two out of seven games in the playoffs, you're not doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying, exactly. you fall behind like that, your season's over. Yep. So... Av's got to figure out how to get it from minute one a little bit here. That's all we got for tonight. We are off tomorrow, but we'll be back covering the game Saturday. So be sure to tune in for that pregame, postgame three. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. I almost forgot. Uh, before we get out of here, we are, of course, brought to you by the amazing folks over at Red Hawk Roofing. Uh, the Avs could have used some, honestly, Carolina probably could have used some roofing after that neutral zone goal, too. So Sammy G works for Red Hawk. <laughs> Sammy G works for Red Hawk. <laughs> He's poking holes in people's yeah. roofs as we speak <laughs> right now. Carolina Hurricanes, you know, if you got a hurricane coming, may, might want to make sure your roof is good. We don't really get those here. We do get hailstorms, though, uh. and those can damage your roof. Trust me, I know. Red Hawk Roofing has you covered. They'll give you a free inspection. When they come out, they'll take pictures of your roof. You don't have to pay anything. They'll tell you what's going on up there. Hopefully everything's fine, but if something's wrong, they can get it all fixed up for you, even if it's an emergency. If you spring a leak in the middle of the night, they do 24-7 calls so they can come out and get whatever it is fixed up on your roof. And they're local here to Colorado, too. So you get to support local when you go to redhawkroofing.com today and get all of your roofing fixed up. And then, once your roofing is all fixed and you got a nice little house for yourself, American Financing has you covered. You're going to want to call them today. Uh, interest rates are way down. They're down in the fives. I know a lot of people have had some crazy interest rates lately, so you're going to want to call American Financing. Right now, they're saving their customers an average of $854 a month. That's a crazy amount of money. And when you call them, you may even be eligible to delay your next two mortgage payments. So you can get a nice little, uh, a nice little bank of cash going when you give American Financing a call. Uh, they save you at $850 a month. That's over $10,000 a year that they could be saving you. All of their mortgages homes are salary-based. They just want to save you the most money possible. Uh, go jump in with them and uh, make sure you give them a call because they may be able to close your loan in as fast as 10 days. And they're licensed in all 50 states, so you can get with them anywhere. Go over there, call them today, uh, and make sure you let them know DNVR sent you when you call at 303-695-7000 or head over to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. 
NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. APR for rates in the five start at 6.406% for well-qualified borrowers. Call 303-695-7000 for details about credit costs and terms. All right. I did my job. Woo! Hopefully, in the next game, the Avs do their job. That's all we got. We appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you Saturday. Y'all silly like the mayor. 